0: In this episode, we talk about how you can start to get out of your debt. This is a personal topic for me, and it's one that I know many of you struggle with. So stick around, because you are now listening to Tiny Leaps, Big Chimpy. Welcome to another episode of Tiny leaps, big changes where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and in this episode, we are tackling a topic that many of us struggle with. We're talking about debt, and this can be debt of any kind. It can be student loan debt, mortgage debt, credit card debt. Like We all sort of are in debt. If you are in the middle class in America, you are very likely in debt. Now, there are reasons for that that sound a little bit conspiratorial, and I will not get into it because you will think I'm insane, but... Instead of getting conspiracy focused on this episode, we are going to talk about some strategies to help you get out of debt. And I'm a big fan of some of the strategies that we're gonna be looking at here, but I think overall there's sort of this process that can help all of us regardless of how much debt we have. Now I wanna make sure that I state this very clearly. If you have more debt or you make less money, this process will still work. It will just take longer. And that's the, the central sort of thesis of a lot of the things we talk about on this show, right? The process works. You already know the process. The issue is we all sort of end up getting impatient or we want it now where we want to find a shortcut or a workaround or whatever it is. And with something like that, We cannot do that. You've probably figured that out for yourself, but let me just remind you, we cannot do that when it comes to debt. We cannot focus on trying to find the shortest route or trying to like get the shortcut and figure out how we can do X, that we can eventually do Y, and that'll allow us to do Z, and we can't do that. With something like tackling our debt, it is gaining interest every single day, whether we're paying it or not, and the more interest it gains, the lower the chance that we will ever be able to climb out of it. There is a very serious issue with the debt problem in this country, and we're the ones paying it. So let me just start this episode by reminding you that you already know the strategy. I'm going to help illuminate it and maybe add some additional context to it in this episode, but you already know the strategy. You just need to be patient. You just need to stick with it, and you just need to be disciplined, and that is not that easy to do, I understand, but that's the only way out. That's the only way you move forward. So you already know a lot of the stuff we're going to talk about. What I'm going to do, though, is try to add some additional context and to give you some resources so that you can dive into this deeper for yourself, some articles that you can read, some books that you can read. Okay. with that said, the first step. The first big thing we need to do when we're trying to get out of our debt is to find out how bad the damage actually is. And this piece of advice comes from Mr. Dave Ramsey himself. Now, if you aren't familiar with Dave Ramsey, he uh, is the one who popularized, maybe he invented, I'm not actually positive on it, but he popularized uh, the debt snowball strategy, which is one we're going to be talking about in this episode. So we'll get to him a little bit later. But this piece of advice, this first thing is spot on. I talk about on this show all the time. You cannot make progress on a goal if you are not conscious of all the things related to that goal. And just because something is stressful or causes anxiety or is hard to understand is not an excuse for not taking the time to understand it. That's just how it is. If we want to make progress on our goals, if we want to move forward in life, we have to take the time to fully understand what is going on. And that's what this is for our debt. We need to figure out how bad the damage actually is. And what does that mean in actual practice? It means looking at all of your debt, adding up the numbers and figuring out what is the total amount of debt you actually have. Then looking at the individual loans, seeing which has the highest interest rates, what their interest rates are, what date of the month that they're due, getting just a really solid grasp. And keep keeping track of that, by the way, because this isn't just something you do at the beginning of the month. Oh, let me log into my accounts and see what. No, you need to do this. Honestly, probably daily. You need to keep this top of mind every single day. Because just by doing that, by keeping this top of mind, understanding what your total debt is, what the interest rates are, when the next payment is due, what account it's coming out of, who it's for, what your options are, like knowing these things every single day and rechecking it every single day is what's going to keep it top of mind so that you start to take different actions. And we've talked about this before. This is not the first time I've mentioned it, but it's true for your financial life as well. The actions you take in life are directly related to the things you focus on. If you focus on your debt, you'll start to take actions that align with getting yourself out of that. If it's something that you care about and want to get out of. So that's the first big step. You have to figure out how bad the damage actually is. Is Now, step two, once you know how bad the damage is, you have to pick a plan. Now, this piece of advice and the following quotes comes from an article on Credit Card Insider. And there are two specific plans that I want to focus on. There are a few others in the article. You can check it out if you want. But I think the two that we need to think about for our own lives is the debt avalanche and the debt snowball. Now, I do want to say I have no idea why the individual people who came up with these strategies focused on snow and mountain-related things. It's kind of weird, but whatever. The strategies work, so let's get past that. So the debt avalanche. And again, this quote that I'm about to read, it's a little long. I pulled a section from their article. I'm gonna read it to you right now, but the full thing can be found on Credit Card Insider in the article that I've linked to in my description. So quote, with this debt elimination strategy also known as debt stacking you'll pay off your accounts in order from the highest interest rate to the lowest here's how it works step one make the minimum payment on all of your accounts step two put as much extra money as possible toward the account with the highest interest rate step three Once the debt with the highest interest is paid off, start paying as much as you can on the account with the next highest interest rate. Continue the process until all your debts are paid. Every time you pay off an account, you'll free up more money each month to put towards the next debt. And since you're tackling your debts in order of interest rate, you'll pay less overall and get out of debt more quickly. Like an avalanche, it might take a while before you see anything happen. But after you gain some momentum, your debts and the amount of interest you're paying on them will fall away like a rushing wall of snow. So. That is the quote. And again, that's coming directly from the Credit Card Insider article that you can find in the description of this episode. Uh, The debt avalanche strategy is good for a number of reasons. As it mentioned in the quote, because you're tackling the things with the highest interest rate, that means that you're getting rid of the most costly debts before the least costly ones. And what that is going to mean ultimately is that you end up spending less money overall, So over the course of 10 years, five years, however long it takes you, you'll end up spending less than some other strategies. And two, you're going to be freeing up more money each month to put on. Now, here's what I mean when I say that. The loans with the highest interest rates also have the highest minimum payments. Now, that isn't always the case. It depends on the loan balance and other uh, pieces of the thing, what kind of repayment you're on, so on and so forth. But typically, the loans with the highest interest rates have higher minimum payments. That's because that money is costing you more money per month just to sort of maintain zero. And so you need to pay more in order to actually touch the principal on that loan, right? So by doing that, let's say you have a loan that is costing you $50 a month in interest and your minimum payment is, let's say, $100 a month. So you're paying $50 a month on that interest and then $50 a month on your principal. Now, hopefully everyone is sort of following this at this point. Now, how this ends up working with the avalanche method is that if you have another loan that's costing you, let's say, $20 a month in interest and $100 a month in a minimum payment, you would pay more $80 on that principal because the interest rate is lower. However, with the Avalanche, you would target the other one first because that second loan is only costing you $20 per month. The other loan is costing you $50 per month. $50 is more than $20 and therefore it's much more expensive. Over time, this ends with you paying less money. Now, the avalanche is a good strategy. The second one is the one that I referred to earlier, popularized, I believe, by Dave Ramsey, and it's the debt snowball. So I'm going to read uh, uh, the section from that from the same article on Credit Card Insider. Quote, With the debt snowball, you'll pay off your debts in order from the smallest balance to the largest. Many people love this method because it includes a series of small successes at the beginning, which will give you more motivation to pay off the rest of your debt. There's also the potential to improve your credit scores more quickly with the debt snowball method as you lower your credit utilization on individual credit cards sooner and reduce your number of accounts with outstanding balances. Here's how it works. Step one, make the minimum payment on all of your accounts. Step two, put as much extra money as possible toward the account with the smallest balance. Step three, once the smallest debt is paid off, take the money you are putting toward it and funnel it toward your next smallest debt instead. Continue the process until all your debts are paid with this approach you take aim at your smallest balance first regardless of interest rates once that's paid off you focus on the account with the next smallest balance think of a snowball rolling along the ground as it gets bigger it can pick up more and more snow each conquered balance gives you more money to help pay off the next one more quickly when you pay off your smallest debts first those paid off accounts build up your motivation to keep paying off debt Plus, the debt snowball method might have a positive impact on your credit scores, especially if you opt to eliminate credit card debt first. Better credit can save you money in other areas of your life as well. So the debt snowball method is slightly different to the avalanche. The avalanche focuses on targeting the highest interest and the most costly loans and debts first, and the snowball focuses on eliminating the smallest balances regardless of interest rates. And the reason, the the, the big difference, let's say, between these two is largely in the value, right? So the avalanche will take longer to see anything happen. It will because your highest interest rate loans are also costing you the most each month, which means you have the least amount of money to put extra on them. And often those high interest loans are just as big as any of your others. So the avalanche might take longer to see any kind of success. And if you're the kind of person who thrives on sort of being reinforced, getting that reinforcement from achieving success in small areas then that method might cause you to be more likely to quit or give up or forget or just sort of lose motivation over time because you could go a year, two years, three years, but without anything happening, you're just putting money into this thing. So if you're going to go the avalanche method, which is great because you end up paying less money overall, that's the most fiscally responsible way of doing it. If you're going to go that route, you need to almost build your own success metrics into it. Something that I've done is every single time when I'm paying off, let's say a credit card, right? Those have my highest interest rates. I'm paying off a credit card. Every time I break a, a thousand off of a balance, that to me is a massive success. Right? And that becomes a motivator. So if I have a balance of $3,000 uh, that I am I owe a credit card company, when I get that down to 2000 I feel good. I can celebrate because I'm in that next bracket. Right, There's a little bit of movement that I can see. Now, the card hasn't been paid off yet, but I can see some movement and I, I allow myself to feel proud of myself. And this also creates an additional motivation where if I'm at $2,300 and I really wanna get to that next bracket, I might just try to throw a little bit extra on that week and maybe pull it from somewhere else, some kind of leisure activity or something like that, right? An extra few dollars just to bump me down to that next bracket and and give myself that motivation to keep going. So the avalanche method is great because you save money, but it does lack the built-in motivation, whereas the snowball can sometimes be more expensive. Depending on how your balances and your interest rates work out, it can be more expensive. However, it is extremely valuable for keeping yourself motivated in the long game. Because in the very beginning, you get to see some big wins. Maybe you pay off a $400 thing or a $200 thing. And that came really quickly and you get to feel like, okay, something's happening here. There's some, there's some momentum here. And that keeps you going when things do eventually get longer because you're paying off longer balances. That early motivation can set you up for the long grind that is ahead and we see this play out and this is going to be an interesting comparison for many of you i'm a i'm a big like gamer right so i played a lot of world of warcraft growing up a lot of fortnite today like i'm i'm very big into video games um which side note i'm considering launching a twitch stream or a mixer stream if anyone would want to hang out on that ask me questions and watch me play video games uh leave a a, a message somewhere instagram twitter facebook wherever just let me know if that's something you're interested in anyway a side note so we see this a lot in video games right so in the early levels let's say a game like world of warcraft the goal of it if you're not familiar is to level up and then fight monsters right fight monsters level up um in the very beginning your levels come a lot faster so you have to do less to gain the next achievement and the reason they do that is because it allows beginners to get the the uh the fulfillment that comes from going out and taking on a quest and achieving it and getting the rewards for it it allows beginners to get that very quickly and then as you get higher and higher it gets progressively harder to gain that same achievement but at that point the reason a lot of those former beginners keep going is because they've already experienced it. They know how this is going to feel. They know how good it's going to feel. If anything, they think it's going to feel better because it's harder to get there. But they, if they'd never had that experience in the beginning, if they had to wait super long to get it, they may have quit before they ever got there. And. That to me is a really good comparison to what the debt snowball allows us to do. It allows us to reward ourselves very quickly so that we can then keep going when it eventually gets hard. Now, regardless of which one you decide to choose, the avalanche or the snowball, it could even be a combination of the two. For me, my lowest balances are my credit cards, which also happen to be my highest interest rates. And so I'm kind of doing both while uh, tackling credit cards. When I eventually move over to my student loans, my lowest balances are also my highest interest rates. So again, I'll kind of be doing both. But if yours isn't as easy to do that with, then just pick one, because guess what? They're both gonna work, they're both gonna be great. Pick one and stick with it. Now, point number three, and I know this is a longer episode, but it's a really important topic, so I wanna give it the space that it needs. Point number three is to build a lifestyle. So after you've identified how bad the damage actually is, after you've picked a plan, whichever one works for you, does not matter, don't sit here and be like, oh, but this one's better, just pick one and go. Like, pick one today, that is my challenge for you, don't sit and debate this for weeks. Pick one today, while you're listening to this right now, just roll the dice in your head and say, cool, I'm going with that one, and stick with it. Now you need to build a lifestyle around that, and that means not overstretching yourself. That means paying less purposefully because it allows you to live a life where you are paying long-term instead of paying a ton up front and then crippling yourself financially for a while and not being able to sustain that. Over time, you'll end up be able to to put more on your loan if you stick with it long term than by paying a ton right now and trying to do that and lasting a month and then burning out because you are screwing yourself over. So back in episode 347 of the show, we spoke with Elizabeth Moore and she told us how her and her husband uh, got themselves out of $30,000 in debt in a very short window of time. So go check that episode out. It's 347 with Elizabeth Moore. But one of the things that she really allowed me to recognize was that they built it into their life. They built debt repayment into their lives. They were able to do it in a way that was sustainable, that still allowed them the space to enjoy leisure activities, that still allowed them to do what they needed to do to be functioning human beings in this world that are happy and spend time with each other, but still tackle this really important thing. So it doesn't have to be one or the other. You have to pick your plan, whatever that is. And they definitely had a plan, but you have to pick your plan and then build it into your lifestyle. And building it into your lifestyle might mean choosing to hold back. Even if you could throw an extra hundred on it this week, if that's even going to slightly cripple you financially, then don't do it. Stick with the lifestyle you've built and the plan that you've chosen, and you will get there because it will be more sustainable. And then finally, point number four, In how to tackle your debt, you've got to reward yourself. So this quote that I'm about to read comes from uh, Tony Robbins website and it goes, it's important to reward yourself and your team as soon as you complete a key task or objective. Why? By rewarding yourself in the moment, your brain elicits positive emotions leading to the realization that your efforts result in a positive reward. By doing this continuously, your brain will start to link pleasure to accomplishing the task or objective and move towards it in the future. As Tony says, you can only build on success, end quote. Rewarding yourself throughout this process is very, very important. Debt And our finances is one of the biggest causes of anxiety and stress in the average person's lives. It is one of the biggest causes of divorce in relationships. It is one of the biggest causes of early death in our lives. As we start to tackle it, we are going to be confronted with a lot more stress, a lot more anxiety. We're going to have to face this monster Head on. The only way we can get through it in a way that makes sense is to reward ourselves for things that we are accomplishing, no matter how small it is. Treat yourself well, and you will always be able to tackle whatever things get thrown at you. But if you neglect yourself, if you tell yourself, oh, it's not a big deal, if you act like what you did isn't amazing, no matter how small that thing is, if you act like, oh, it's just whatever, you're not going to stick with it. You're going to burn out because nothing will ever feel good. Even if you accomplish the goal, it won't feel good. You have to create this practice from now. So those are the four tips to getting out of your debt is number one find out how bad the damage actually is and that comes from dave ramsey number two pick a plan we talked about the avalanche method or the snowball method both come from the credit card insider website Number three is to build a lifestyle. That advice comes from Elizabeth Moore in episode 347 of this podcast. And number four is to reward yourself. And the quote for that comes from Tony Robbins and his team. As always, resources for this episode, articles I used are in the description. I highly recommend you give them a read. If this is something you are struggling with, if this is an area of your life that you have always felt like, how could you possibly even begin to move forward? Then check out the articles in the description for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I've been Greg Clunis. Be sure to subscribe if you haven't already and if you want to check us out, we officially have a website. I don't even know if I've told anyone yet. We officially have a website. It's over at tinyleaps.fm. So head over to tinyleaps.fm right now or whenever is convenient to check out other episodes, to check out articles, to check out content from our contributors. There's so much cool stuff that is going to be going there over the next few months. So. Be sure to head over to tinyleaps.fm and bookmark us so that you can check all of it out. Thank you so much for tuning in. And remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every every day.